how's it going, everybody? That's right. If you're hearing my voice, it is another magical episode of the Coven Podcast, the only podcast where we take all things girly, girl-related, all things geeky, geek-related, and see where those two things intersect and uh, stir up the cauldron of issues they're in. Um, this particular brew is all about uh, women in the comic industry, not necessarily in comics themselves, but when women write comics and when people around them have things to say about women writing comics. Uh, I am your host, Daily Wilhelm, the Witch of the Wavelengths. Joining me today is the lovely... Sarah James, or your sorceress of the sound waves. Yeah, Coven Clubs yeah. for your name. Thank Which you. names, Thank yay. yay. Uh, and here on my left, we have the wonderful... Matthew Yap, Witch of the Speed Force. Look at this. Everyone's got a name. I love it. Yeah, so speaking of names, Chelsea Kane... Uh, yeah. is yeah. usually she's a prose writer. Usually she writes uh, fiction. But she was hired by Marvel to write Mockingbird from uh, March to October of this year. And that was going fine until the last issue came out in which uh, our main character was writing or uh, wearing a T-shirt that said, Ask Me About My Feminist Agenda, which, like, I want that shirt. Cute shirt, yeah. It's, it's totally yeah. a cute shirt. Absolutely. And I don't think it's, like, within like a weird thing to wear either like you see those around now oh absolutely yeah but of course we had the twitter backlash <laughs> yeah and uh not only that but then the series was canceled for the uh last issue meant which to was come crushing out. yeah yeah like the people harsh words ran a girl off of her twitter account and yeah. then out of a job like what <laughs> Yeah, that's been happening a lot lately. Women just in general being run off of Twitter because of uh, generally people being terrible people, as the internet will allow people to do. But uh, this particular one, there was an interesting quote about uh, on her Twitter before uh, she got rid of it. And it was from one of the higher ups at Marvel, by uh, Brian Michael Bendis. Uh, and he was like, he just at tweeted her and was like, it's not comics. Yeah, because she made a comment yeah. about, like, how the the comic industry can allow something like that, yeah. right? And then he was just like, it's not comics. Like, kind of referencing it's the people, but I'm like, it it's, can it's kind comics. of also be comics. Comics so. is a bit of a boys club for some reason. Yeah. It always I, has been. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Though, like, tons of women read and enjoy comics. Yeah. So it's I the, the fastest uh, growing demographic is women for reading comics. And like some of the top uh, people in comics right now, like like actually selling wise, is like uh, Nicole Stevenson, who Noelle Stevenson, rather. Uh, she writes like Lumberjanes, which is like a super mm -hmm. feminist, amazing thing that's aimed at younger audiences. Mm -hmm. But it's like it's still very notable that like all these artists that we hear of, like especially uh, webcomic artists, are women usually. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of we see that paradigm shifting for sure with being like, actually, women can write comics. Isn't that amazing? Who knew? What? Who knew? Wow. But Crazy. Uh, we still have the situations where it's like. Oh, you're not really into comics. That, That's the yeah, most annoying Calling thing. out fake geek girls. That's kind of like comics and video games, I feel like, are the two things that not all guys, but a lot of guys feel like it's their responsibility to call out fake geek girls. And I'm like, look, girls can be passionate about comics and video games and geeky stuff. Like, yeah. that's why is that an issue? Why does it have to be so separated? I've right. never seen, like, a guy being, like, called out and, like, well, oh, so you like video games. It's, like, name three video games that you've 100%ed or, like, name two yeah. comics that you've read all the way through. Yeah. Comics are so elitist. It's ridiculous, like, specifically towards women. Like, I remember me and my friend, her and I got into comics around the same time, and... I basically only knew about The Flash. And I remember, like, people, like, telling me, oh, like, yeah, read this series. It'll help you. And, like, for her, they would be like, oh, are you reading because your boyfriend's reading it? Like, oh, my uh, gosh. Oh, my gosh. And she'd be like, no, that's I just want to know about comics. And they'd be like, oh, whatever. Yeah. I mean, it's not a hugely accessible thing to get into in the first no. place. Yeah. It's, it's it's daunting. Yeah. There's so There's much. Just so, and it's and all intertwined. For, like, I'm a completionist. So, and I know if I, like... I will never be able to read every single comic ever yeah. to, like, understand all the stories. Like, I I have to start somewhere. I actually 
Uh, I own a single comic, and it's a it's a Daredevil comic because I love the Daredevil Solid Netflix yeah. series. So I was like, it, the Netflix series, in my opinion, was so good that it made me buy a comic book. So. Yeah, and I mean that's definitely what people would want out of like yeah. uh, Netflix series yeah. and like the movies and stuff. I definitely think that uh, the rise of the superhero movie helped uh, comics get its foot in the door again. Oh, absolutely. That's how I got into the Jessica Jones comics. I've started reading a ton mm, of them, and I Jessica just did Jones it basically is... because of this Netflix series. Oh, yes. Such a good, that is such a good yes. show. Because, yeah, it is daunting seeing, like, oh, to get to the parts that you've heard of, you're going to have to read yeah. so much. Mm-hmm. And then just getting a hold of that itself, like... I'm not. I'm a broke difficult. college student. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not made of comic money, unfortunately. They're so I expensive. Cash, yeah. I wish. So that's that's where the thing is: is that uh, people say like, "Oh, if you really want to see diversity in comics, or if you really want to support women writers, you need to go and buy the comics. Like, vote with your wallet." Mm-hmm. And it's like, ideally, yes. In practice, I'm a broke college student. Yeah. So I should be able to complain about it on Twitter when people are getting harassed. Or there are also people who make the argument of like, well, tons of women buy comics. They're they're still paying for this medium. It can't be all that bad. Like the sexism can't be that yeah. bad if women are still buying comics. And it's like, no, that like certain stories are different than others. Uh, certain heroes have uh, less misogynistic storylines, I guess, yeah. or yeah. are portrayed in different ways and so females can be buying those comics or uh i don't know it's just because women are are purchasing the comics to enjoy the stories like maybe it's just trying to get into it and those are the comics i happen to buy like just because it is the largest growing demographic doesn't mean yeah Yeah. we're supporting what's happening yeah and honestly it's like hard to like be like oh i've been reading this series for so long but i just found out that you know the writer is like a sexist pig yeah it's like to turn that around. Do I have yeah. to abandon this because of that? It's like this really moral dilemma where it's like, I don't want to support yeah. you. But I really I like, like your story. story. Yeah. yeah. It's like with uh, like any actor or director, you're like, they're kind of a horrible person, but yeah. I like so their work. You can definitely go through a series, realize that there's like errors with it and still enjoy it. Like, like I've said so many times, I love The Flash, but like there's not in the current run of it, there's no female writers on the team. And it shows in their characters. Like, I've said before that Flash has very, like, lacking female characters, and that's probably due to the fact that they don't have female writers, but I'm not going to stop reading it. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's really hard, especially with older mediums, because it's like, of course, they were terrible. uh, Oh, yeah. Like, if you want to go into, like, Golden Age or Silver Age, and it's all like. Oh, yeah. Yeah. There was no sort of representation, and people thought, like, it was okay to have. I mean, we can go on a whole separate rant about, like, physically the way that oh, female yeah. oh, heroes oh, yeah. look in opposition to male heroes. Which, always oh, yeah. a fun time. Oh, my gosh. Fun time with the spandex. <laughs> Very much spandex. Uh, yeah. But that that is definitely a different podcast yeah. uh, episode. But uh, look forward to that in the future, dear listeners. Everything about spandex <laughs> and women and uh, women posing in shapes that are anatomically impossible. Yeah. Because that's a thing. And the Hawkeye Initiative, which is one of the best things to ever happen to the the internet ever. (laughs) Yeah. So like with that, um, I think that really what we can do the most is point out things online Mm -hmm. and uh, like be like, hey, I have a problem with this and put your voice out there versus just being like, I'm not going to read this anymore because that's going to affect like all of two people. Probably (laughs) they're going to be like, why aren't you caught up with this issue? And it's like, well, because I have issues with it. Hey, issues. Issues on the issues. I think it's if you want the showing your support by buying or not buying comics is an understandable thing. But you need to raise the awareness. And of course, it's going to happen online because it's the easiest way to gain information now. Mm -hmm. So. Like going, posting things on Tumblr or Twitter or Facebook being like, this is why I'm upset about it and this is why I'm choosing not to buy this comic. Right. Like that's what what needs to happen instead of just not buying the comic and not telling anyone about it because then who, you're just, it's a single person that isn't buying something. Whereas like if you share that, then you can have multiple people not buying something and that will have the impact. Right. And a lot of times you're not trying to cancel the series. Like (laughs) you you don't want the series to end. You want it to improve. So by Mm -hmm. not buying a comic, like if the ratings are so low because no one's buying because they're angry, it's just going to get rid of it. It's not going to solve the problem. Right. Or like create like 
uh, get the creator's attention and be like, maybe they didn't think about this when they did mm-hmm. this. And like, oh, they're going to be like, oh, a lot of people were upset about this in the future. We will avoid drawing 14-year-olds with massive boobs, yeah. which is the issue that happened uh, with uh, Janelle uh, Azalin. Yes. Uh, she... Uh, is has a really prolific history in comics. She worked at DC for several years. She has a degree in like publishing. Uh, basically, uh, indisputably educated in the field of uh, print comics and print publishing. And yet, when she posted a critique of a cover of Teen Titans, when uh, Wonder Girl first appeared and you know it's teen titans they're mm-hmm. teenagers and she did not look like a teenager no. uh and just being like you know the issue is fine but i did have an issue with this uh she of course naturally as the logic follows received rape threats for that uh, as you do I, as, I have as one so does so many issues yeah. with that yeah I, that's oh. gonna be the title of this episode we have issues, issues on the issues yes it's just why is that someone's first inclination is like this is someone who knows what they're talking about yeah provides a positive like an opinion a legitimate opinion and she's like these things were good this not so good yeah she and she she knows what she's doing yeah and people who probably don't know as much about what they're doing just just the average twitter account average consumer and just fueled with sex-driven rage (laughs) <laughs> like threaten rape. Why is that your first thought? Yeah. Why, why is that the first thing that goes through your mind, and you think it's an okay thing? That, I'll say, like I read the review even before like getting ready for this podcast. I'd read the review, and I definitely didn't necessarily agree with it. I think she went in a little hard on it. But that being said, there's definitely a way to criticize something, like the comment section, perhaps. That you can say, like, hey, I have this viewpoint on it. I understand where you're coming from. Saying you're going to rape someone is never going to get your point across in any form, like, at all. It turns into such a, like, I'm a man and you're a woman. Like, Mm. I'm above you. I could rape you kind of thing. Yeah. That is just disgusting. It's just not conducive to good conversation. Like, if that's – she was trying to initiate a conversation about – about the issues she had with the way that a teenage female character was portrayed. Mm-hmm. And instead of people hearing that point, they just got ragey. Yeah. It was attacking her as a person instead of the article itself yeah. or like her yeah. writing. Um, I know, uh, aside from, of course, uh, rape threats, the words uh, feminist as a dirty word was thrown around mm-hmm. a lot. Uh, feminazi, one of my favorite things, because let's equate <laughs> feminism to, um, to mass genocide. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, obviously, there's the connection there. I see it. Uh, but uh, they were saying she had like a secret agenda for saying, and the, her main point was that the cover alienated a potential demographic of younger women, because they're going to look at that and be like, this is obviously aimed at boys because mm-hmm. of yeah. voluptuousness, mm-hmm. very much uh, emphasized. Um, she didn't say, you know, like, Teen Titans is the worst. This, you know, the plot, the content was horrible. It was just the way it was presented. And yet, uh, instead of arguing about the content um, of her writing, everyone attacked her as a person, as one does. Which is, it's just disappointing. Yeah. As one I'm does. disappointed in yeah. humanity it's, in general. <laughs> I mean, this just happens a lot, especially yeah. when uh, we've seen it with uh, feminist frequency and Anita Sarkeesian. Like, yeah. so mm, I don't yeah. agree with everything that she says. I don't agree, honestly, with a lot that she has to say. But I'm not going to send bomb threats to her yeah. house and her parents because that happened, yeah. which yeah, is amazing. Which is, yeah, great time. Unbelievable. Great Tons time. of people know how to handle their anger. Great time. But uh, something interesting that uh, Janelle uh, Aslan said about all this, which was, like, really great and powerful for me. It was, like, uh, she said that uh, she theorized that the rape threats are meant to scare women off and be, like, I'm never touching comments, uh, comics again because this is the way people are treated in comics. Mm-hmm. Instead, she says that at least her response is that she's going to dig in her heels and be more involved with comics mm. than ever before because it just uh, reemphasizes the need for women to be in comics to 
be able to be like, hey, guys, diversity, we should discuss this so that things like rape threats don't happen to people. Because it's very, very rare, I think, you get rape threats aimed at men. Yeah, you There's just not the same thing there. I think whenever men criticize anything in comics, like, it was... It was a while ago, but there was a particular Spider-Man comic where Mary Jane Watson was sitting in the weirdest the, fashion. Yes, oh I totally know. Yes. I yeah. totally know and what a, you're talking about. We're like her legs are it off up. to her sides, and yes. I'm like, she can't physically be sitting like that. Yeah. A it's popular totally like male comfy. author brought it up, and everyone was like, "Oh, that's funny." Like, turn into kind of like a meme situation. But then you see her doing this as a woman, and she instead of like people like being like, "Oh yeah, you're right," she gets rape threats. And, like, attacked. So, like, it's definitely, like, the difference between who brings it up. Yeah, that's the Mm -hmm. thing, too, is that uh, when, uh, like, male comic writers or male comic fans have to respond to this uh, online harassment, they're always kind of surprised about it. Mm -hmm. That's, That's at least the impression that I'm getting from it. So it's, like, because they don't have to worry about that, Yeah, I guess they're less aware of it. Like, uh, oh, people are angry? What? Yeah, right? So uh, Heidi McDonald... Uh, who has written comics for Marvel, uh, commented on her blog. Um, I really liked this. Uh, But I'm kind of amazed that men are unaware of this, and it has gotten to the point that male editors and writers and artists in comics have gotten death threats over some stupid comic book thing, so there's a whole culture of insane threats. But the rape thing is a special gift just for the girls. Like, yeah. Just for the ladies. Just for the ladies. Yeah. Because you see that kind of in... In a lot of mediums, like in, you know, people raging in YouTube, like comment wars, yeah. which is just yeah. a, a dangerous, dangerous place. And like you see people feel safe behind a screen. So it's like, I'm going to threaten you with all these things because obviously most of the time they're not going to act on anything. But it's like yeah. because you're not face to face with someone like mm-hmm. you can angrily type it in all caps. And, right. the, uh, and, and it doesn't matter. Really. But it's right. I. I had never really thought that, yeah, rape threats are something that's only that only women receive. Yeah. And that's that's sad. That's really sad yeah. for me. I mean, yeah. no one should be threatened with rape or death or anything to that extent. Like, yeah. ever. Yeah, we're not saying threaten <laughs> like, men with rape. Ever. Just don't but make it even, anyone. guys. No. But, like. <laughs> Quality. Because it's, as you said, it's like a, it's a dominance thing. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's men versus women. It yeah. Turns into that. Yeah. Because that's the only point of it really Mm -hmm. is that being like hey i could do this thing to you uh because we imagine generally in society that men can't be raped which is a whole nother issue because yes again we can do a whole nother podcast about about podcast. but so we see this kind of harassment happening in specifically geeky mediums and i kind of feel like that's because uh we as nerds feel kind of protective that we have like this mm-hmm. special thing that we all like together. Um, mm-hmm. And it's like you have, there's a certain level of accessibility. You have to put in time and effort. So I, I can understand when people are like, when like, oh, you're just faking it. Like you're not really into this because it's like, I worked hard to be into this. Right. But I think we have to really think about letting other people be into this because then we get more content, which is like more stuff that we want to get into. True. Yeah. Yeah. I think about it being like kind of like uh like kind of a niche thing with like just being geeky. I think a lot of times it's like specifically men who have like kind of been shamed into what they're doing. They're like, okay, well I'm a nerd. I've earned this. And then when they see like women coming into their little like boys club, I'm doing air quotes to their kids. (laughs) They like they feel attacked and they're like, oh no, you're coming to my territory. I have to scare you as a woman away Mm -hmm. with things like rape. Like they try and scare women out of their like niche yeah i mean it's it's hard enough getting into uh not only just into the content but then into the actual industry like mm-hmm. career wise oh yeah um i mean we have so few we have great role models but we have so few role models of like name a female comic writer that works in like one of the big three like dc marvel or dark horse I can't think of anyone. Like, yeah, yeah it's it's hard, um, and it's always a very notable thing when it happens. Um, but it it's so hard to get that to happen because of what a toxic environment the actual industry is. Not only I think there's several issues with like writers' compensation and like how hard people have to work to make this stuff, but mm-hmm. then 
it's just not a safe area for women at yeah. all. Yeah. Uh, so DC has had an ongoing scandal about uh, a Superman writer or editor, rather, uh, that he cannot work with women because yeah. he will harass them one way or another. So instead of firing this guy, who yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna name him, call out culture. Let's go, Let's uh, get him, Eddie Berganza. Um, and he still has his job. So instead of firing him and allowing women to work in his department, all women in his department were fired instead. Because they're the problem. Because they're the problem. Yeah. Yeah. Tempting. There are so, so many issues. Yeah. Those with, seductresses. With that. that. Tempting poor Eddie. <laughs> poor guy. He's just trying to do his job. Or it's the implication that, that a, single, a single guy... Right. And his job is so much more important than any other female job in that department. And, like, we already have – it's so already underrepresentative, like, as far as women in the comic industry. And it's it's disheartening for anyone who would potentially want to enter that industry if, like, oh, if I I were harassed, which is not – their fault at all yeah then they would be the one to lose their job like mm-hmm. it's, yeah. n- it's not their fault twice yeah and then they're out of a job like that it makes no sense to me and it's it's i just yeah. i don't know what to say yeah. anymore no, my I eyes like, are rolling so awful. far back in my head that i can't i just i can't yeah because it's like how do you protect yourself from harassment because that's not something that because odds are they're just trying to do their jobs say, it's clearly nothing like any of these women have done because if it's so clear that he can't work with any woman at all that yeah. he, they have to get rid of all women then clearly it's this man yeah uh, one of the women that we mentioned before uh, Janelle uh, Aslan left DC Comics because they wouldn't handle him they wouldn't fire him despite all these uh, complaints lodged against him or get him some sort of counseling if you really value his opinion that much yeah. about Superman which I have issues with Superman anyway. He's like my least favorite hero ever. (laughs) But if you care about his opinion about this outdated hero so, so much, then like get him some counseling so that he can figure his life out so that he knows how to do a job without assaulting someone. Because it's not that hard. It's like people do it all the time. Forget all. Like it's it's okay. Forget all male quarantine. Just put him in a quarantine. Just, just himself. Box, like, yeah. Until he thinks about what he's done several times over. So, uh, obviously, you know, women have lost their jobs over this. But uh, more notably, uh, one of the uh, very higher up writers from uh, she does the Vertigo series, which isn't a series in itself. But like uh, it's more like Sandman. Yeah. Like those yeah. kinds of. Uh, Why the Last IPs. Man, which is a great comic series, yeah. by the way, kids. Read that. It's not really superheroes, yeah. but it's great. So Shelley Bond left or was fired. We don't really know because she was working alongside Eddie, dear Eddie. Oh, Eddie. Um, and it, she's been there since the 90s. That's so it's upsetting. Like, it's not just like, oh, we hired this new girl. She's doing some great things. But, you know, Eddie can't control himself. And it's like a six-month turnover. That sucks. Yeah. But when you've been there and working and, and you like know her people, job is and usurped so by someone well. else. Yeah. And it's oh. like because no. he can't handle himself. It's like you said, That's... it makes no like there's no way that this just because he is so great with his opinions on Superman that like this woman who made like Sandman and Why the Last Man, which is a, a, like great comics. And like she's worked so hard for her just to be like cast out because he has. <clears throat> sorry, because he has to stay is ridiculous. It's sad. It's sad. and but we see because this, it's it's yeah. perpetuating that that on a one to one basis the male opinion is more important than the female opinion and I think all opinions are important but in an industry that is that is run by primarily white men and is mm-hmm. about primarily white men yeah. yeah. Um, you know, diversity is not a bad thing. A lot of people think diversity is a bad thing, and I fundamentally don't understand that. It's like, how is it? It's the funnest. How thing. is it negative to include more people and to provide more stories for people so that young girls of any race or ethnicity or 
gender identity or sexuality can like find a hero that they can love and follow. Why is that a bad right. thing? I don't know. Like even just from like a marketing standpoint, no one is like marketing towards these people. Pick it up, like take yeah. it. It just yeah. makes sense. They will buy that. Like yeah. it just makes sense. Like money wise, just morally Including wise. more people is yeah. always a good thing. Yeah. I, I really have never been able to fathom that except for like maybe they're thinking like, oh, well then white males will become the minority. And it's oh, like, no. well, no, because yeah. you have 70 some years of <laughs> comics to build off yeah. of. So like, Iron Man will still be there, kids. It's yeah, fine. Tony Stark is still Tony Stark. Although, Superman will still be white, I promise you. Yeah, like, really. Even though he's an alien. Like, I, I, that's he's a always white been the, man <laughs> alien. White man alien. True. That's always been the thing that I've had with, like, characters that are from, like, outer space or, like, other dimensions or whatever. And it's like, why are you a white dude? Why aren't you? Why do you believe? Why, yeah. yeah. Why? <laughs> that why is, is so there, true. Yeah. Like, why? <laughs> there were people that were really angry that Martian Manhunter, like, became, like, a black man when he literally, he shapeshifts. And yeah. so, like, like for why? now he's shapeshifting into a black man. But at the end of the day, he's a large green Martian. Like, it doesn't really matter. Yeah. That is so true. It's like why that that's the issue you have <laughs> of like every superpower that that's like that all these characters have right. that they can do outrageous things and they're from outrageous planets right. with outrageous weaknesses but, like kryptonite yeah. like but <laughs> the issue you have is that he could possibly be something other than white. Yeah. What? So ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. Like don't get upset over I anything. I know. I know. People <laughs> And also they have the exact same uh gender systems. That's always fun. Of course. Yeah. Because there wouldn't be like 60 billion genders on someone else's planet or like genderless. Like, let's just go beyond that. I would love that if like Superman showed up and he's like, what's a man? Like, what are you talking about? Yeah. Yeah. It's like, or like, I love that. uh, I love what they did with like Starfire and like Teen Titans and like she's confused about uh, different concepts. I would have loved taking it a step further and being like. There, there's two types of humans. What? But you all, you're all, you all look the same to me. Like, that <laughs> like even, like even same. Starfire. For I love Teen Titans. Great cartoon. One of my mm-hmm. favorite cartoons of my childhood, hands down. I wish it went longer than five seasons. I wish we got to finish. I, I wish, wish we didn't I have know. Teen Titans Go. Oh, oh, don't get me started. I feel like every podcast it's, we talk about Teen Titans Go. Oh, it's so gosh. painful. It, oh my god, it hurts. But like even. Even Starfire, bless her heart, like who is all confused about the way the Earth works, still falls directly into the heteronormative because she has a oh, thing yeah. for Robin, like oh, yeah. right off the bat. Like I don't okay. Yeah. Plus, she's like super pretty, feminine looking. Like she looks like what an Earth girl would look like. Yeah, like, exactly. Yeah, there's no deviation. I'm pretty sure that if when we actually one day maybe discover aliens, they're gonna be like sentient blobs that can't fathom what gender is or like roles. Yeah, they're gonna look at like why are you guys assigning yourselves into so many different categories? Yeah. Like what are you why? We've analyzed your past and seen that like ninety percent of your issues have stemmed from these boxes <laughs> that you put each other in. I mean I'm excited for our blob overlords to get rid of the gender binary. <laughs> I'm looking Vote forward to for it. blob over. I like it. I like it a lot. So not nearly as catchy as sentient blob overlords. Uh, There is a editor in chief at Dark Horse who is known as Bitey the Clown. It's also my new Twitter handle. <laughs> right? I'm so disturbed. When when you hear the words Bitey the Clown, what what do you imagine exactly? I imagine uh, that. That is the theme of uh, Universal's Hall- Halloween Horror Nights for next year, right? Yeah. Right? That's yeah. that's the one of their mazes is about a clown that bites people because that's terrifying and that's where my mind is going. <laughs> yeah. I, I imagine I would... the thing from It, like the little Pennywise guy down in the sewer. Just Tim Curry. Yeah, like, he's just chilling, <laughs> just, just chilling like, at DC. He's just there. Uh, no, unfor- I wish. Can, I, Tim, yeah. can DC hire Tim Curry just because? <laughs> I was about to say, I wish. I wish all these things were true, but instead, uh, it's it's just uh, the editor-in-chief, Joe Harris, every time he drinks a little bit, he winds up biting someone, apparently. Okay, but same. Like- okay, <laughs> no, wait, no, I should say it's Scott Alley is the EIC. Joe Harris was the victim of one of the most <laughs> prolific bites Oh gosh! So uh, (laughs) not to be prolific. (laughs) What? uh, It's prolific because uh, he was a writer um, 
during a San Diego Comic-Con party, like a post party, mm-hmm. and uh, I guess Scott Alley had a little too much to drink, and he gets really threatening and volatile are the use, uh, the words being used here oh, no. uh, when he drinks, and uh, he earned the nickname Bitey the Clown due to his habit of biting people while drunk. Where's the clown bit come from? I wonder. I don't know. I just, guess, just for yeah. fun, I just guess. To make just it to make it less awkward because we're just like, hey, bite drunk guy. Like, yeah. <laughs> I think it's more terrifying because you don't want yeah. a clown to bite you in any. That, you'll catch the clown. I would say that's how you become a clown. That's it. That's how it happens. <laughs> that's how the virus spreads. But uh, so for this, instead of there being. There was a rumored hush up about this. It was very much like, let's sweep this under the rug and never mm. talk about it again, even though it's happened so many times. That's no one needs to know. No unusual. Needs to know. No one needs to know. But uh, eventually he did have to release a public apology. Would you, would you guys like to hear the public apology? I yes, would please. love to. Public so, apologies are some of my favorite things yeah. because you can always tell they're not sincere. Uh, let's let's analyze here. See how sorry Mr. Alley really is. Bring the beat him. Yeah, he said. <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> I also want to make one thing very clear: Dark Horse, as a company, and myself as an individual, take kinds uh, the kinds of inexcusable incidences, incidents reported by Miss Aslan very seriously, doubly so when it involves one of our employees. In cases such as these, we have been proactive in our response with a variety of professional services involved, all with the goal of changing behavior. Additionally, a number of internal responses are acted upon, including termination if such behavior continues. Under no circumstance is any individual harbored. In this particular case, action was taken immediately, though we did not and cannot perform public flogging, as (laughs) some might wish. Secondly, there is no us-against-them attitude here. I have an open-door policy, and every employee, no matter whether she or he sits in the company, is invited to come into my office with any complaint or observation at any time. I restate this policy constantly. I won't go into the assumptions made here that that they are just untrue because my intent is to not undermine the purpose of her piece, but no one here has ever turned a blind eye, air quotes, actual quotes written here, uh, to these behaviors. Not in this case, not in any case. With the regard to sexual harassment, it is simply not tolerated. Dark Horse agrees 100% with the double EOC guidelines, which I'm guessing uh, relates to sexual harassment in the workplace. Props. So this was written specifically in response to uh, Janelle uh, Aslan, who we've talked about extensively mm-hmm. on this podcast, when she wrote a piece about um, everyone, just the general uh, situation in the comics industry mm-hmm. where sexual harassment often, there is a blind eye turned to this. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, which I love that they put in like air quotes and it's like, no, we d- totally we, we address acknowledge this. it's a thing. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's there. And it's, instead of of taking action, we write public apologies. Right. It's just so crazy that it gets to the point where someone has a nickname, Bitey the, the clown, clown, and it's like, yeah, yeah, watch out for that guy. And it's like, 50 years ago, I could totally see that being a thing, where it's just like, yeah, that guy will totally try to harass you one way or another, like lick right. your face at one point or another. Mm-hmm. That will happen. And it's like, the state of things as they were then, it was like, okay, I will deal with this. But now... Yeah. Now like, this is 2016. We've come. We've come too far to take so many steps back. Yeah. To allow. They'll keep apologizing, but they sure won't change it. Yeah. Yeah. Because everyone still has their jobs. I, exactly. I just, Except for the women. <laughs> yeah. I just think it's like such a lip service thing where it's like we don't tolerate this, and it's like okay, we'll prove it. It's like well, he got a talking to, and it's like we made him write an apology. Yeah. And it's yeah. like, that doesn't really hit it home. Like, I would be really impressed if it's like, okay, this guy sexually harassed someone in the workplace. Yeah, he's terminated instantly. Because then that makes everyone else in that company feel safer knowing that if they become a victim of sexual harassment, they're not going to have to deal with that person ever right. again. Or with the thought of losing their own job. Yeah, which yeah. is still just the craziest thing about yeah. all this situation. Yeah. I was say, because like, there are so many women who are just like, I'm sure, especially in, like, the comic industry, who are now, like, afraid to say anything. Because, like, if apparently 
you enough people complain about this guy, he's going to get quarantined away from women, and you're going to lose your job. Or in like this case, like nothing's going to happen to Bidy the clown. So. Yeah, and there's like nothing you can do to stop it. Right. Mm-hmm. Which is just it's disheartening because I'm sure there are so many, so many people, so many young women who would, who probably saw the comic book industry from the outside mm-hmm. as something positive yeah. and would want to be involved. Which is like, I, I like to write. Maybe not necessarily comics, but if I was invited to write a comic for Marvel or DC, yeah, absolutely, like, that's exactly... that'd be amazing because you get to make your stamp on this such an immersive world. Yeah. Um, and for a long time, I thought that out of all the industries, that comics would be the most open-minded. I don't know why I thought that. Yeah, it's good. Just like the content yeah. of crazy things happen of like sentient blob overlords yeah, yeah they're that great. like it's it's already so outrageous and that like i don't want to say like anyone can come up with a comic but like you have amateur comic artists on like deviant art or something like oh, that yeah. who can draw and create decent stories like it, you don't need to be a big name artist to right. create something good right. yeah Whereas, like, other industries, like film and television, you kind of need a bigger name out mm-hmm. there in order to get anywhere. But, mm-hmm. like, I feel – and I feel like comics are – the fan base is more of a community. Yeah. Cause, like, more so than, like, maybe other things. Yeah. And, like, yeah. There's much more discussion online, which, unfortunately, is why we see harassment happen. But yeah. at the same time, there are conversations happening that probably need to happen, like the one yeah. that we're having right here. Like, right. this is within comic fandom that yeah. we're having this discussion um, and it's an important discussion to it have. Kind of yeah. on the topic you were making about like starting from the outside and thinking it looks good. I mean, like I have a little bit of a rant that like when I started reading comic books, I was like really depressed, and I got into it. The reason the Flash is still my hero is the first ever comic I read was Barry Allen uh, ran up a building and saved a man who was like jumping off a building to kill himself, and like that was just so touching to me, and it was like this like entry into this beautiful world for me that made me so happy and like love it and to this day mm-hmm. kept Flash as my hero. And so you see young girls who like maybe see like a female superhero and for them like that becomes like their kind of hero and they mm-hmm. want into it. And then when you really get into it, it's like gross and misogynistic. <laughs> Sorry. You like it's really just sad that like young girls can't get the same kind of attachment to heroes yeah, because it's, it's not the same for them. That it's boys get so many opportunities for positive role models right. but mm-hmm. so many times in comics the female heroes depending like aren't necessarily even heroes they're like sidekicks yeah. or the girlfriend of the hero or are they're always defined by their relationship to a man yeah. yes like there are i think few really strong female heroes in comics that try to defy these standards and even still like the way they're drawn is specifically to to pander to the male gaze which it's always about is yeah. yeah isn't cool or like a lot of female characters uh like their importance depends on who they have sex with which isn't yeah. cool like yeah. that because what does that tell a young girl that you're only strong if you're only important if you sleep if with someone. Yeah. yeah, which I'm not gonna bash people who enjoy having sex. That's oh, your own deal. Yeah. But like for like that's <laughs> for others that's that's disheartening. Or it's yeah. like I can only be strong. I can't be a conservative individual without and be powerful. Like I have yeah. to be something yeah. scandalous yeah. or or putting myself or out there in a promiscuous way in order spandex. yeah in order for oh. in order to gain attention or power or notoriety of any kind and i think it probably is because like women in comic books they just don't have a way in so there's not women yeah you don't get that women. that yeah. creator behind right. it to create something that's like even um do we want to bring up the yeah. the so, so new we Iron do Man? have like i think it's definitely getting better and we have uh, good female role models um, being made like the new Iron Man is Ironheart and she's a 15 year old black girl and that's like when wow, I first wow, heard that dang, I thought it was amazing especially because like Tony Stark is such an iconic character mm-hmm. and Iron Man is like everyone knows oh, yeah. oh it's Iron super Man. popular now because of like, it's crazy because of the the MCU and everything that Marvel has done yeah for their movies like 
those Marvel heroes are becoming increasingly popular. So in order to so the fact that Marvel made this decision to introduce this character into an already popular story, I thought was amazing. And then I saw the and cover then, art. Oh, so yeah. here's the thing. So we love Riri. She's amazing. She's got into MIT at the age of 15. She's a genius. Um, and I definitely think we're going to see a lot of good things coming from her. But unfortunately, despite her being a black female character, it is an, a team of all white men writing her. And thus we have Something seems the wrong first the variant cover for her. Uh, which depicts her in the most low-cut yoga pants pants that I have ever seen, especially in this day and age. Um, a crop top, which normally I would be like, yeah, we people wear crop tops. 15-year-olds wear crop tops. But it's like one of the distasteful ones where it's just like just stopping underneath oh, yeah. these very developed breasts for, for 15, for 15, years. For 15 yeah. years old. Yeah. So, yeah. And it just, uh, I saw that and I was like, uh, what do you mean? She looks 23. She, I would say she looks nothing like a kid. I don't know how like far back you guys have ever gone to comics, but like Misty Knight, who was another black woman, mm-hmm. she looks exactly like Misty Knight, which is like concerning because like, do you only have like one model for black yeah. women? <laughs> yeah, true. Yeah, I'm, I'm just so concerned with like how she looks. Like no one would understand like what her age was by this no. cover. They would be like, oh... The new uh, Iron Man is this sexy black girl. And it's like, if you knew she was 15, you would not use the word sexy. Like, one, I don't think you should be sexualizing a 15-year-old at all. Anyway. But also, for the 15-year-old black girls who want to read the story because they finally have a character that they can identify with. This is how you're supposed to look Yeah. It's like, that, what kind of impact does that have? Where they can see, oh, the only way, like, that I can, again, be powerful or gain any sort of notoriety is if I look like this. Right. That's not feasible because no 15-year-old looks like that. Yeah, and I mean, she's like chiseled. Like oh, yeah. her arms and, I mean, she doesn't have abs, but very defined features. So the artist Eric Larson, when, uh, you know, everyone blew up about this, essentially was just like, this is just social justice warrior whining. Yeah. It's totally yeah. not something SJWs. that I can. S- those SJWs. Um, and he later tweeted that all he wanted was to give Riri a sassy attitude. There's nothing wrong <laughs> with a sassy attitude. Why does sassy mean low-cut pants? Yeah, yeah why does sassy but equate I, to sexy? I want to bring your attention to Miss Penny Proud from the Proud family, yes. who was sassy as all get out and was a young teen and looked like a young teen. And if you want to go like, with comics, uh, Negasonic Teenage Warhead, she was super sassy and she's like not really sexualized at all. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. Yeah. And I loved her in Deadpool too. Oh, I was worried yeah. for a minute because I was like, this is a teenage girl. This is a Marvel movie. What is her outfit happen? going to look yeah. like? But no, it was good. It was, it was definitely well good. It looked practical for what her powers were for right. sure. Um, oh, I could go on for Oh, yeah. Days about the impracticality of of oh yeah superhero oh, yeah. costumes. Oh, it, so it makes awful. no sense, <laughs> especially for girls so young. I mean, we see that yeah. universally with like a uh, Power Girl and uh, yeah. the boob window. Yeah, the why is window. that? A th- why? It's more aerodynamic or something. <laughs> but it's, I don't know. It's the worst thing not. is always heels on superhero. Like, why would you be wearing heels if you're a you superhero? You can't run in those. those I've tried. Work out. <laughs> I've twisted ankles. You don't want to try to run in heels. Yeah, and it's always like really outdated styles, like this Riri cover. Like, no one. It's very in right now to have high waisted pants. Yeah. Yeah. I have never seen someone wear pants. I'm using air quotes here. Uh, like those. Uh, and We're it's so super low cut. No one, yeah. like, this isn't the 90s anymore. Like, like, they had so many. Why was the first cover not her in the Iron Man suit? Like, why would you pick Yeah, this? why can't you show her, like, using using what will eventually be her power? Right. Yeah. Like, say, that, like, that's true. This character is, like, a smart, strong, iron, like, wearing person. Like, why is she being sexualized on the first cover? It makes yeah. no sense. You don't see the helmet. It's, like, tucked under her arm, but you can barely see the helmet. The helmet. Yeah. For, oh, I didn't know the uh, helmet was in the picture. Yeah, there's, there's a lot of boob there. But uh, style-wise, I think it's, like, really clever. There were these uh, tweets by Claire Hummel. I don't know who that person is, but 
these are on point. So the midriff you still see in mainstream comics, however, is the midriff of the early 2000s, all about the belly button and hip bones. You wouldn't draw the majority of your characters with a flip phone, so for the love of God, stop drawing them in these low-rise flares. Calling them wait, out. Wait. That's Coven great. Coven 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 for Coven that. Like, I'm, I'm wearing high-waisted shorts right now. Yeah. I hate that I'm wearing shorts in November, but I am wearing high-waisted <laughs> shorts right now. What is this weather? Like, but, so yeah. if, I, if I'm if i wearing a crop top, like, you wouldn't you wouldn't even be able to see my hip bones or my belly button. Like, because that's that's the style. That's where my shorts come yeah. up to. So why is that? And 15-year-olds wear the same things. Yeah. Like, like when I was 15, I mean, I was... Yeah. <laughs> styles have changed. Oh, yeah. I wore a lot of suspenders as a 15-year-old. Oh, it was a amazing. weird time. Honestly, it would be really interesting as a part of the narrative to see, like, a younger characters go through those awkward phases <laughs> yeah. where it's like, like you're wearing <laughs> dumb clothes. When I was 15, I wore the dumbest clothes. Yeah. I wore, like... Like ugly flare jeans, oh, yeah, and like I was bad. obsessed with camouflage. Don't ask me why, okay. but I was I like would, oh god. <laughs> I was those trying middle to be a school hipster, years. So man. I would like wear like suspend. Oh god, I would wear like <laughs> suspenders and like oh bow ties all the time. Yeah, no, you trying Same. to be I wore a the eleventh doctor. Yeah. Yes, I would you were trying to be the 11th doctor, doctor at school. <laughs> oh I wonder God. why I had no friends. Yeah. No, that would be great to see. Um, Imagine if Riri went through a scene phase. That'd be oh so fun. Oh my gosh, fun. yes, please. Yes, but, that needs to happen. So uh, one positive thing that has come forth from this unfortunate cover is the hashtag, hashtag teens that look like teens. Yeah. Where artists are depicting uh, your typical teen superheroes like looking like they're actually teenagers. Uh, one of my favorite pictures was uh, Kamala Khan from uh, Miss Marvel and mm. uh, Miles Morales. Yeah, the, they're the both great examples. Yeah. yeah, and they're just, it, they look like teenagers. Like, if I glanced at it, I wouldn't be able to tell that they were superheroes, which I think is also important given the whole, you know, like secret identity thing. Right. Yeah. It's like, true. It's like, ah, <laughs> oh, man. Should, shouldn't she be like, trying to, like, blend in and not wearing pants from the 90s yeah like <laughs> really that's how you know someone's a superhero if they're wearing if they're wearing clothing, <laughs> it's them that crop top really emphasizes your hip bones are you possibly a superhero yes <laughs> yeah uh yeah it's just this is just one of the really important reasons why we need to have women in comics because oh, yeah. at any moment i could just imagine like maybe even like I don't know, someone that doesn't even work in that department, like walking by and being Just like, a is, janitor this, coming is this by. the sketch? Is this what you're is going it, yeah. with? It's like, how old is she supposed to be? It's like, oh, yeah, she's 15. Because like, because what what is I mean, you said that that it's a team of white men working on this story, which is nah. what it is. But like this had to go through like initial so design many. and multiple redesigns and through so many people to get to where it is and none of those people saw an issue did which implies to me that there wasn't a woman involved or if there was oh. her opinion didn't matter because if i was involved in that process and looked at this i'd be like no no she no. is 15 yeah. draw her like a 15 year old have and put her in like clothes from 2016. Have none of them seen a 15-year-old woman? Like, could none of them like, like have away? like a 15-year-old daughter be like, look "Hey, like. sweetie, can I look at your closet first? Oh a my gosh! Yeah, that's always the thing with me. It's like, do they like have children? Do they know? Like, what if they have like a daughter and she's going to read this and then she's right. going to want to start, you know, dressing like that? And then it's like, no, you can't dress like that. So and it's like, yeah. but the characters you draw look exactly <laughs> Dad, like that. This is how you may be. But <laughs> yeah, it's it's. Uh, Sad times. Sad times. Sad times at Rhythm High. Sad times <laughs> at Marvel. Um, and DC. And Dark Horse. And it's, comics it's, in general. There's not, like... I think that's what's even more upsetting, is that each, each one has multiple faults. Where there are people... It's not just one comic book industry. It's, yeah. it's, all, it's, it's, it's all, all the big it's ones. It's the whole where of it's, it. It's spread out. There. And if that... If that doesn't mean, like, if that doesn't prove that it's comics, because it's not, because there are different people who, you can tell the people who read, maybe not, but it's like, people who are Marvel fans are pretty much Marvel fans and mm -hmm. kind of stick with that. Yeah. Same with DC, same with Dark Horse. So it's, I'd agree with that. It's, if these three different groups of people who have three different um, opinions on comics and what they enjoy from comics, like, 
still that still exists within each industry, then yeah. it's comics in general. It's not the people reading yeah. them. So yeah. I, I definitely disagree with that earlier tweet from Brian Michael Bendis. Like, it's not it's like yeah. it's not comics. It's like, although yes, it's it's kind of society as a whole. Uh, but it's definitely comics. It's definitely. Yeah, you definitely see. And this I think with comics. I think the comic book industry because it's it's gaining popularity, but as far as uh, storytelling media, it's still not nearly as popular as like film or television. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I feel like this is an industry where starting to see change would then spiral into other industries. Where yeah. if like if the comic book industry could maybe see this happening and get more diversity, get more women involved in their storytelling mm-hmm. and see that it works as a growing industry. And if it continues to grow and become more popular because of that, then like other than film and television can look at that and be like, huh, comics are doing well with this. Then maybe, you know, we can because mm-hmm. yeah. film and television is like starting. Yeah, to do, it's but trying. It's They're still considering it. There's still so many issues. <laughs> many miles to go yet, but yeah. I do think, uh, I mean, just uh, comic book-based IPs, like especially the Netflix ones, yeah. like uh, Jessica Jones, amazing. And uh, I love that in Jessica Jones they made uh, Jerry Hogarth a woman, and mm-hmm. not only a woman, but a lesbian. Yes. That's great, because her character in the comic is a guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the fact that they brought in a female character and also a character of the LGBTQ community, like that I thought was was really awesome that the Netflix yeah. series did. Yeah. And Over. it just reflects life. Oh yeah. Over with our friends on Supergirl and the CW, they just introduced a lesbian detective and they have announced that one of the characters this season will be going through the process of coming out. So that's like a real like cool. most interesting yes. thing. That, so we get Because that's a whole that's a whole other community that is severely underrepresented. Yeah. Uh, there's definitely been some backlash when, um, especially uh, DC characters, have been announced to be gay. Like oh, yeah. uh, there was uh, the current. I don't know. If he's current now, but uh, the guy, the Green Lantern guy, at one yeah. point uh, came out. Uh, Iceman from X Men uh, came out. Isn't it Batwoman? Batwoman. Yeah. Yes. Yep. But yep. she's not allowed to marry her girlfriend. Right. Yeah. Is it is like a thing. That's uh, a thing. Harley Quinn I mean, and Poison Ivy have. Are, yeah, 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 they have. They have I feel like Harley Quinn is kind of sexually ambiguous, which yeah. is totally yeah. fine. Yeah, she's actually. Even I think um, in the in the comics it is. Uh, yeah, at one point not, she's dating both uh, Ivy and this other guy. Yeah, no, like is she just kind of she just kind of goes wherever she wants because I think that's fine. Yeah, Harley. Yeah. 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 I'll say I like uh, from what I've like the comics I've read of her. She's basically like, yeah, Mr. J is my main man, but like you guys are around, so you know this can happen. Yeah, there it's you go. just opening up to that. Um, I didn't realize this until I uh, did the research for this episode, but at one point, um, Captain America. So okay, fun fact. So way back when, when in the golden age of comics. Um, there was an alternate timeline in which Iron Man, instead of being Tony Stark, was uh, Tina Stark Mm -hmm. or something like that. And she married Captain America. And that was just like ship confirmed. Mm -hmm. But it was like even in the 60s. But but it was just so funny the way it was framed. It was like, oh, wouldn't that be wacky if, you know, Iron Man was a woman. And it's just like, look what we have now. Yeah. Yay. But yeah, I do think that uh, they're trying as yeah. a whole. I mean, we have Luke Cage now, which um, it's hard to think about. Like, that's another like level, like race in mm-hmm. comics right. and being properly There's, represented. Yeah. There's a lot that goes into. I say, Miss Marvel was like the f- like first ever like Muslim uh, protagonist, like oh, in yeah. the. Um, Marvel Comics and like the fact that it she came out in like 2014 and she was, was the first recent, ever yeah. is insane yeah yeah and there was there was of course some hoopla oh, over that naturally ticked. but now she's like easily one of the most popular comic characters right now I'm because saying, mm-hmm. people resonate with that it's like this is because what I you see. have people the open-minded people of the comic book community of which there are a lot but unfortunately their voices are over like the voices of the angry people, yeah. the ragey people, the, the yeah, the bigoted people—they overshadow the voices of the open-minded, mm-hmm. and that tends to happen. I think 
regardless, just like in society in general. Yeah. Absolutely. But like the open-minded people of the comic book community want these stories. Yeah. yeah. Want, you know, to have more race representation or gender representation yeah. or LGBTQ representation. Yeah. Like that's... It's, we're the ones who are like, yes, give us those stories yeah. because those people exist. Yeah. And by continuing to tell the stories of solely white cis men, you're perpetuating the idea that their stories are more important than anyone else's. And, that and that's not true. Exist. Yeah. Yeah. It's something new because like, like you said, it, we get so many cis white straight men and it just gets like tiring after a while. And then like. Miss Marvel comes along. She's like a young Muslim woman. We haven't had this story before. It's something new. Like we said earlier, like this market hasn't been like targeted yet. And so like it's just something new that people can stand behind. Yeah. And we do see success with it. So like you said, Sarah, I really hope that uh, people seeing that is like, maybe we should expand this into other industries as well because Mm -hmm. we are seeing that uh, be successful. Um, Yeah, I really don't understand what the angry side is angry about it's like exactly they say it's like oh it's pandering it's cheapening the character or that it's it's a double standard i i see that a lot that people think it's a double standard i'm like no it's really not because for years upon years upon years like white men have been treated a certain way more so than than other demographics yeah and so it's it's other demographics are trying to play catch up. It's basically. not like your white comic like book characters are going to go away. Exactly. It's just we would like for there to be other races as well. Mm-hmm. And the only way you're going to get that is to include diversity in the workplace. Yeah. Because if you don't hear that voice like mm-hmm. while you're drawing yeah. the thing, like, hey, then it's not gonna... maybe we should have someone that looks like me. And I have heard the very unfortunate things said by uh, creators. And it's like, if I make a character that looks like me... No one is going to care about it. No one's going to read it. They're going to think that Mm -hmm. I'm pandering or whatever. And it's like, just know that our voices at the Coven here definitely support so much more diversity in comics and in the comics workplace. Because when we have situations like there is a Bitey the Clown in the workplace... We, we know that terrifying. there needs to be some improvements Definitely made. Definitely should be a change. Gosh, yeah. Are you guys excited to work in the comics industry one day? It Ooh, sounds like yeah. a great and inclusive place. Really great. Yeah. I mean, less I... intimidating for me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you, yeah. You can kind of get a pass. I don't know. It's. I, mean, I would love, because the, like, going all the way back to, like, Chelsea Kane. She, she was invited yeah. by Marvel. Marvel reached out to her. To write yeah. this story. It was not like a job that she applied for yeah. and got. It was a job that was offered to her. And the fact that like she received all this hate for creating a story that she wanted to do that Marvel approved and that like Marvel wanted from her and she's the one that receives all this hate from it is just it's so unsettling to me. Yeah, and it really it really does make me sad because she we mentioned it before she usually works in like long form fiction and prose yeah. yeah um and so this is probably something out of her comfort zone that she was invited to do mm-hmm. and as someone who personally i write like in prose and long form narrative fiction if i was invited by marvel to write a story for a comic that would blow my mind yeah. but now like is that if i were to write a story that i'm passionate about and include characters that want to make a change in society Am I going to receive rape threats for that? Because that's right. not, yeah. that's completely, that's negating even more diversity in the workplace, yeah. which is what we need. Yeah, it's like if if the comic book industry can't treat its guests that they invite in well, and it's like, how do they treat the people that work every day mm-hmm. in it? Like, that's just a very poor reflection. But yeah, it gives you, gives you uh, a moment of pause to think about, like, do I want to subject myself to this? And then we have a further barrier in diversity in the workplace then. Yeah. yeah, sad times. But like we said, we there is hope and brightness and sentient blob overlords yeah. on the horizon yes. when it comes <laughs> to improvements in diversity. I mean, we have a theme, uh, female Thor right now, which is neat. Which and, is cool. Uh, she is very amazing. cool. Yes. And there's, you know, uh, Sam Wilson being Captain America mm-hmm. and eventually uh, uh, America Chavez. Uh, she's in the Young Avengers right now. Oh, yeah, yeah, like yeah. the Captain America figure, but yeah. So, good things, good things. Um, but we at the Coven here have to recognize the bad things and point them out. 
uh, so that we can have discussions on to how we might be able to change that. But uh, this has been a very exciting episode yeah. of yeah. the Coven Podcast. Thank you all for joining us. Uh, I have been your host, Daily Wilhelm, the Witch of the Wavelengths. Joining me today was the lovely Sarah James, your sorceress of the sound waves. And the wonderful Matthew Yap, the Witch of the Speed Force. Be sure to check out all our other podcasts here at ByteBSU.com. Check us out on iTunes and our SoundCloud, Ball State Daily. Not daily like my name, unfortunately. <laughs> uh, and uh, give us all a listen and be sure to uh, not bite people in your workplace. Yeah. Yeah. General word of advice, don't do that.